welcome back to another episode of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Each and every week we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album are we talking about this week, Jason? Today we are talking about No Love Deep Web by Death Grips. Oh boy. Okay, so we actually got to see Death Grips live just a couple weeks ago. Absolutely incredible experience. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I will put a quick trigger warning (laughs) just here at the top of the episode. Y'all can see the cover art. Um, Sort of. Kind of. You see the black (laughs) bar and you see the pixelated (laughs) logo that is flesh-toned. And I think that should give you an idea of what's... Connect some dots. Yeah, connect those dots. But this album also deals a lot with addiction, suicide, mental health issues, nuclear war. If you're not in the headspace for that, you know, maybe go back and listen to one of the 100 Gex episodes. Those are pretty much just like feel-good vibes start to finish. But I'm really excited to talk about this album and unpack it. But before we get into that, let's check in with the My Boyfriend's News Corner. What's been going on on the internet? Okay, so I really wanted to talk about, uh, I think this was two weeks ago at the time of recording this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, many people have probably already heard about the absolute disaster that was the 2023 Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Oh boy. And we've had friends that have gone to this previously. Yeah. Like, I believe Lauren and Chris have gone to this. Like, I think they went to it the first year they were dating. Yeah. Cause it's in like West Virginia or yeah, something like that. It's, like it's not crazy far from where no, we are. And it's a pretty established, um, festival. Like this is not their first year doing it. So it was kind of surprising how it all fell apart. So yeah. how did it all fall apart? So I just want to say first of all i like over the weekend that it was happening i um you know i saw the kind of like disparate tweets about how like i saw that blue ridge got shut down for weather Mm -hmm. and then i saw people saying like oh blue ridge rock festival is such a disaster and i was like okay i think i know what's going on here like when stuff when outdoor festivals get shut down for weather like you kind of already know that like you're going to be sitting around for a couple of hours. Yeah. They're not going to be communicating all that well. Like, I kind of figure that that's what was happening. It's just people that were angry that they couldn't go to the festival because right. it got rained out. Yeah. Like, I've been in that situation before. Absolutely. It just happened uh, at the ghost show. We didn't go to that. Right. But our friends, um, Jason and Jessica mm-hmm. did, and uh, multiple of our other friends. Yeah. And um, it was it was actually, like, equipment damage to the ghost, like, right. soundboards. And, like, that's what you can ex- – like, they were like, okay, we're going to try again in 30 minutes. Da, 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 right. And then finally – Finally, right. the PA system announced that the like that's what you expect from and, weather at like a festival like this. And and the people that I saw posting about the ghost show were talking about it kind of in the same way yeah. of the tweets that I saw about the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Right. So it seems so, just like normal. Yeah. But this was and not that, normal. No. No, it was not. <laughs> um, Loudwire put out this very very exhaustive article. Uh, uh, written by Joe DeVita about the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. It's just the headline is just photos plus video fans document disastrous 2023 Blue and Ridge Rock the Festival. The photos are giving Firefest. Yeah, there's a little collage here. There's an of, overflowing urinal toilet yeah. area with tissue just everywhere. There's like a collapsed tent. There's yeah. a lot of trash. A lot of trash. So I'm going to get into this article here. Um, I'm just going to start, I'm just going to be reading directly from the Loudwire article and we're going to kind of comment on it throughout. Mm -hmm. 
This year's Blue Ridge Rock Festival uh, vowed to improve on its on many of its noteworthy shortcomings from years prior. However, the festival was officially canceled on Saturday, September 9th, citing severe weather as the reason the as the reason two days after a storm exposed a flawed evacuation plan. Uh, fans have documented the disastrous fest on social media via photos, videos, and commentary, underscoring a myriad of problems beyond the inclement weather. So why was Blue Ridge Rock Festival canceled? After a series of updates, which have since been deleted but were captured and reshared by others online, Blue Ridge Rock Festival officially canceled the remainder of the event on Saturday, September 9th. Uh, the fest attributed the cancellation to severe weather. Below are updates from Blue Ridge Rock Festival announcing the cancellation. So we've got a couple of Instagram posts here, right? The first one just says, Attention Blue Ridge fans. Uh, following a, th- a thorough assessment of this weekend's continued severe weather with more forecasted, we have made the painful decision to cancel today's programming. In the interest of your safety, please be safe uh, and take care of one another. All officials, agencies, and festivals uh, personnel will continue to monitor and work on this situation. We will have an update tomorrow's programming by 5 p.m. today. So I'm pretty sure this doesn't have a date on it. I'm pretty sure that was on Thursday. Gotcha. So because or no, maybe Friday. Gotcha. Because I know that the first day of the festival, whether that's Thursday or Friday, got to go on like halfway. Gotcha. And it got canceled halfway through. So then there's another update. Uh, dear Blue Ridge fans, uh, with heavy hearts due to this weekend's continued severe weather, we must announce the cancellation of the final days of Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Your safety and well-being are our foremost concerns. We understand the disappointment this brings, and we share immensely in your sadness. Please note that this decision was made with the utmost consideration. Uh, yada, yada, yada. We are working diligently to provide refund details. This has been an agonizing turn of events for what was to be a special weekend. You get the idea. Yeah, honestly, I feel bad for their social media intern because you know yeah. that's some like nineteen-year-old kid that is dealing with the brunt of this. But let's get let's let before we got get right. into that. Let's keep going. One person shared a since-deleted post from Blue Ridge Rock Festival where the fest pushed back on common complaints, arguing that a lot of lies and rumors were being spread, alleging the campgrounds. Uh, which the fest said earlier this summer were intended to accommodate twice the capacity of last year, were still open with plenty of space. The fest also relayed that, quote, traffic is barely a thing. Famous last words. Yeah, so this, uh, oh my God. Okay, this, this post is a lot longer than I thought it was. But anyway, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the reality? So... Attendees documented conflicting reports. This is from uh, at to Cubs fan mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter. Uh, d- this Justin person, they documented a lot of this festival. They have a, a very long uh, Twitter thread that just goes through the whole thing. Because I believe they were either there or communicating with people that were there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull up his thread real quick. Oh, good Lord. There's so much. Oh, it's, it's, it's See, a See, this one. is why, like, I do hope Twitter doesn't go under. I'm currently off Twitter because I'm mad yeah. at Elon Musk. I mean, who isn't? But, like, you just don't get this kind of, like, reporting right. from, like, any on other platform that's so easily, like, boots accessible. Boots on the ground. Yeah. But anyway, so Justin says, starts out the, the tweet fest with Blue Ridge. This is on September 7th. Okay, so this is two days before shit hits the fan. Yep. 
Uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival is an absolute fucking joke. 90 degree plus weather. Uh, two hydration stations. Only one is general admission. The other is VIP. Oh my God. Price gouging. One bottle of water is $4. Campers waited over 12 hours just to get into the festival grounds. That is insane. And he's sharing photos of uh, free water being given out to someone. I'm not sure. Um, the the porta potties are taped off, but no one can get into it. Long ass lines. And then there's this photo. So this is September 7th. So like... This is day one. Right. This is day one or day zero. And this doesn't even look like it's a trash can. It looks like some people in the festival took it upon themselves to find a box to start stuffing trash into. That's literally just, that's because we buy that brand of air filters. Oh, yeah. That's just an air filter. Where did they even find that? So, like, I love this photo because... You look at the pile of trash and like people tried their best. They did. So <laughs> they really tried to really throw it see. away. Um, so it's a white box with the FPG logo on it. <coughs> um, it is stuffed to the brim. People have like really tried to carefully stack bottles and like drink cups and all this stuff in there carefully. But in front of the trash bin, the makeshift trash bin, there's about four times as much trash just on the ground yeah. in a semi neat pile for a music yeah. festival. People tried their best to the, get yeah. the trash in there. Like th- this is absolutely going to be one of those things where the organizers try to pin it on attendees and these people tried so hard to keep it tidy they yeah. really did so justin continues there are only a handful of porta potties in each camping area in most places these have been taped off because they are overfilled within 12 hours and the company to pump them have left in many in worse conditions uh, shuttle buses have had lines reported of over an hour just to get on the bus, not even to get into the venue or the festival grounds. This this is after 2022's great shuttle disaster. Uh, the first night people pulled up, there was not enough security and even more dropped because of heat stroke. Many of the security pulled super night, super late nights guiding campers to their spot until 9 a.m. I personally didn't get into the camp until 7.30 a.m. Oh, my God. The campground I was at was the Meadowlands where grass was completely unmowed. Uh, ankle to knee high at some points, infested with ticks and spiders and copperhead snakes. Security even jokingly told us to look out for them as they had reports earlier in the day. Okay, so I just want to pause there because um, West Virginia particularly, there's two types of diseases you can get from ticks. And I think there was, there's like Rocky Mountain spotted fever and Lyme disease. And I think there is a precedent. It was like some kind of like team building event in Virginia with like some high school and because it was like the facility was not maintained well a bunch of kids got rocky mountain spotted fever and they were sued and they can be sued for that oh yeah it's not it's it is in virginia yeah okay it's in virginia maybe virginia international raceway is where this is held which is yeah i think that's virginia proper okay yeah and it's less than half a mile from the north carolina virginia border gotcha which which makes sense yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah, we've definitely known people that have gone to this. Yeah. Thankfully, nobody... I don't think anyone we know went this year. I feel like no, we would no, know. No, no, no. But anyway, um, he continues, still on September 7th, uh, a large number of ADA fest goers were left stranded as Blue Ridge Rock Festival didn't have nearly enough ADA space or transportation. When it came for accommodations, there were cart rides offered with people reporting a three-plus-hour wait for the carts. 
Uh, as if having security drop from heat stroke and heat exhaustion wasn't bad enough, it wasn't until concertgoers were taken via ambulance to the Dansville Hospital uh, that BRRF gave out water bottles, not, bef- not before taking photo ops to make themselves look good. Okay, so, so that's where the free water right. photo came that, from. Yeah, that's, that's the picture at the top of the thread. Which is funny because those are definitely the bottles they were selling for $4. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when prompted with all the issues, uh, the administration of Blue Ridge Rock Festival decided to uh, decided to try to censor anyone who brought up a problem. They would delete posts, block members from fan groups, uh, and just try to block out any negative any negativity without addressing the concerns. There was very little garbage pickup anywhere on site, with most trash cans looking like this throughout the day. That's the picture we were talking about earlier. Yes, with there, the box yeah. that is not a trash can. There's no reason there should be this many issues with a festival uh, that is geared towards fans, especially one that prides itself on being affordable. Or affording. I don't know. The, I don't know I'm pretty sure he means affordable. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one was crazy. Uh, the admin talked about how affordable the festival would be without mentioning how much price gouging has been happening. With food and water primarily, a 20-pound bag of ice was $14. Oh, my God. Water was $4 for a 12-ounce bottle, and most food items were 15 to $25 a piece. That is insane. So I'm looking at this uh, menu. Okay, so this is the beer menu. Which, I mean, you know you're going to get price gouged right, on alcohol. Right, but that's alcohol. really high. Like, that's uh, higher than Hell in the Harbor. This one was the crazy one to me. This is the food. Pizza, which you know is one slice of pizza. Yeah, because the... $12. Spaghetti, $14. With meatballs, $21? Add an, yeah, add an extra 7 bucks for those meatballs, buddy. Gluten-free cauliflower crust, $24? I'm sorry if I've blown out anybody's ears. I'm just, and this I, is the first time I'm seeing this. I intentionally stayed away from it because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show. <laughs> and, um, a, and a baklava for 14 bucks. Oh my God. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Japanese, at, at a Japanese tent, chicken teriyaki, $20. Filet steak, $25. There's a just vegetable, no reason. A vegetable plate for 18 bucks. I, just, like, I don't understand. These don't even make sense. Like, how is the vegetable plate more expensive than the shrimp plate? Like, is the vegetable plate's $18 and the shrimp plate is $12. Make it make sense. Yeah. So, I'm going to scroll down uh, to where the weather starts happening. Here we go. Uh, something uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival couldn't control. A mini monsoon out of nowhere. Reports of destroyed camps are incoming. So, they have the... So I've actually they they have the picture of the severe weather approaching, right? Big warning thing up on the screen where the bands play. So I've actually been in this exact scenario before, mm-hmm. um, when me, my parents, and uh, our friend Taylor tried to go to the Epicenter Rock Festival, which I believe was in North Carolina, because like the tickets were really cheap and Tool was headlining. Yeah. That night. And so we got there, and like two songs into the first band we were watching, it got shut down because severe weather was approaching. Right. And um, uh, yeah, so it rained like crazy for about an hour. And so, of course, you know, we're all pissed off and everything. Right. And it then sucks. We, we have to go home. But then it turns out that, like, even though it only rained that long, like, one of the giant video screens, like, fell. <laughs> and, and like that's why it had to be canceled oh my god i'm so glad nobody got hurt uh, so i'm i i don't want to say but i vaguely remember someone 
did either get hurt or died because they were under one of the big scaffolding canopies that collapsed. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I've kind of been in this scenario before, but we weren't camping. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. I'm not a camping girl. I like to like think that I could aspire to be that one day. But your girl needs air yep. conditioning and ice ma- my ice maker and my heating pad. <laughs> so so that ends the reporting for mm-hmm. day one. That's right. the end of the day. Uh, he comes back. He posts some uh, g- juicy goss from the Facebook like fan groups that I'm not going to read. Um, like Honestly, go find this dude's thread um, and look at it because you got to see these pictures. Here's some more photos from the carnage. Uh, in the campsites after the storm. All right, so I was wrong. It's not giving Firefest. It's giving Woodstock '99 and Firefest at bit. the same time. Um, at least there was grass. At least yeah. that didn't turn into one big mud pit. Someone, someone's car uh, had their back window smashed. Oh my god! All right, f- okay, here we go. <clears throat> Already, this is September eighth. Uh, buckle up. The Blue Ridge Rock mess only gets worse. Uh, the poor folks who worked for Setup have also had a really rough time. Firstly, the company who runs the Setup, James Taylor, has threatened employees for speaking out. So the following is anonymous. Uh, and then that post was deleted by the post author. Author. Uh, there was only one shower trailer that isn't functional. Employees are required to go to Planet Fitness or Pilot just to shower. This coupled with the lack of food and catering is leading uh, is leading to even worse conditions for the stagehands. So I'm we're about to get into it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the bulk of what I really wanted to talk about with awesome. the, the Blue awesome. Ridge Rock Festival. Like we'll get back to you know the stuff on the fan side, but mm-hmm. the way that the staff was treated here is. Like, before any of this weather shit started happening. So, mm-hmm. this is where the real story for Blue Ridge is, I think. Right. Like, no matter what with the weather, like, this yeah. is how the employees were treated. <clears throat> with yesterday's storms, the stage, uh, the stage the stagehands were working on uh, got struck by lightning twice. Their camp was shredded by the storm as well. But with Blue Ridge refusing to help them or work to source other accommodations, literally leaving employees with nowhere to stay. They didn't feed any of the employees anything after 2 p.m. yesterday. And because of the lightning and power equipment being fried, many had to work late into the night slash morning in pitch black. Most of the vendors also suffered heavy damage. Uh, Many are small businesses operating on super slim margins, meaning their business is taking a massive hit. They use funds from each festival to pay for their travel plus products for the next one, and they're left out to dry. The employee camp consists of two large canopies for 150 workers, five porta-potties that still haven't been fully serviced yet. Again, this is two days into the festival yeah now. And the employees have um, all been there for at least three days for yeah setup. yeah so that that's another thing with these festivals that uh that people kind of don't consider the people that are working the festival basically have to live there for like a week yeah because they you usually know? get there get there like the weekend before or like the monday before at the latest yeah, yeah so like so they've they, been having to go they're not just clocking into work and then going home when it's done like no, they have to be there and they're relying on the festival to provide them with 
like housing and food and showers and, and water. Like so yeah. they have no food, no exactly. water after two p.m. on fr- on Friday. You know, and it's not like they can just run down to fucking Seven Eleven. They're stuck there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- oh, yeah. God. Think think about that for a minute. Wait, and so <laughs> if lightning hit the stage twice, was there, I mean, was anybody injured? Or... I, I don't think okay, so. Okay, good. Um, I was like, oh God, how dark is this about to get? Yeah. So continuing. Uh, catering has sucked. Many haven't eaten full meals since they arrived on site. The stagehands are currently on strike because of this. Again, this is September eighth. Right. So the um, so this is only, uh, yeah, this is on Friday. So uh, this is p- part of the conspiracy mm-hmm. here is that a lot of people think that the festival used the weather as an excuse to shut the festival down because the employees went on strike and no one was going to work anyway. Oh, you see what I'm saying? I do. So this way they can avoid a, um, like labor investigation. Yeah. And also if they blame it on the weather, they don't have to pay any of these people and they probably right. get a lot of their money back. Right. Because they, they definitely insurance. have insurance. Yeah. Exactly. And they're just not using it. Oh my God. <sighs> Layers to this. Uh, and there's another picture of shuttle lines. Some downed porta potties after the storm, which again, if you've been keeping up, these have not been serviced. No, so those are completely full, <laughs> full of piss and shit. You know it smells crazy in there. <laughs> I would, I would just be peeing outside. Uh, the There's blue, no way. The blue day parking lot is entirely filled up. People are now stuck in lines waiting to try to park at the orange overflow parking lot. With how many people left camping. Uh, this could be interesting. According to Boots on the Ground, there's so many people leaving the grounds, it's causing a traffic jam going in the opposite direction. This is also heavily impacting shuttle times. Um, let's see. This this is when the festival got shut down on Friday. Oh, my God. And that's what they're talking about. The rumors and false accusations. Yes. Don't listen to all of these people <laughs> telling the truth. Me, the corporation, is yeah. completely innocent and blameless. <laughs> like, which I get. Like, if you're brainwashed on like, the, the whole, like, McDonald's lawsuit and you, you really think corporations are people and your friends, like, you're going to be stupid enough to swallow yeah. that. You know? Let's see, there's another Facebook post here that says, due to unforeseeable circumstances, we apologize that we are shutting down the parking lots due to severe weather. The possibility of the shows going on today is still being determined. Also, we see your feedback and are working as fast as we can in a difficult situation. So please practice patience and respect for the people around you while we work to fix things. Again, remember... Uh, by this point, the employees are already on strike. Right. Nobody's eaten since 2 p.m. the day before, or at least but not the, food provided by the venue. But Blue Ridge isn't telling people that. They're no. they're still pretending that everything's running normally and it's just the weather. Right. There's oh, a, boy. What's what's the... That, that's, that's, oh, God. Oh, no. I can see why that was like... It yeah. had like the hidden thing. Yeah. It, that, it, that's it's that's just the, the porta potty from porta the... Porta potty. From the collage in the Livewire article. full. Yeah. Full of poop. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Let's see. Uh, Blue Ridge paused any comments on their page because Uh too many people were complaining. Artists in the past were scammed by... Okay, this is the next day. So, that the post about them being... The group being paused, that's the last post for um, Friday. And so, at this point, Friday ends. No one can get out of the parking lots. They've closed the parking lots. And they're still pretending this is all just weather. Uh, so the first post on Saturday 9th, uh, Saturday the 9th, 
uh, is some screenshots from the Facebook group. <coughs> uh, let's see, talking about how artists got scammed. Oh. Posted by Eric Lewis, um, which another, I will say, uh, the tour manager for uh, uh, Electric Cowboy mm-hmm. also posted like a 30-minute video to his YouTube channel. So I recommend people looking that up, too, because he also talks about how, like, the artists and everyone got scammed out of their money on this this festival, too. The guy running this is literally just a crook. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We're in weather delays again, folks. This is... uh, So the festival hasn't even been officially canceled yet. Right. On Saturday morning. Uh, With more horror stories coming out from the workers at Blue Ridge... The fact that even employees at the festival are going through awful conditions, too, should be a warning for everyone wanting to visit or perform here. This is a, uh, uh, a DM uh-huh. that this person received uh, that says, Hi, I'm a stagehand at Blue Ridge right now. I just wanted to anonymous, anonymously put it out there that there are a lot of stagehands that are currently striking due to the treatment we've been dealing with for the last week and a half. Oh my god, so they've already been there 10 days? Yeah, our showers haven't worked for 5 days and we're getting and we aren't getting fed proper portions if if yeah, if at all by catering. Our trash is piling up at our camp and no water stations, unclean porta potties for days. We have been trying to solve these issues with the festival but have been shown uh, repeatedly that they do not care about us enough to treat us like human beings. So that's a DM from a stagehand. Gotcha. Uh, this is where all the Blue Ridge's extra new shuttles are. Uh, many with their hoods up, broken down along the roadway. Oh my, no- they're just old school buses. <laughs> they didn't even bother to paint them. <laughs> Notice the clear skies. This was before any weather delays or shutdowns. Oh yeah, the sky is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful Blue Ridge sky. Not a cloud in sight. ADA folks have been getting turned away yesterday and today. They're being sent to the Orange parking lot. Uh, There's been next to no accommodations for ADA compliance. Which, by the way, I meant to say this earlier. ADA means the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, It has saved my ass more times than I can count. And if you think it's stupid, I'll fight you in the parking lot. I'll fight you in the Orange parking lot. Let's see. These these issues aren't unique to 2023's festival. So uh, there's just another. There's a Facebook post here documenting like previous festivals kind of going through similar uh, struggles. There's more of these updates, more pictures. Let's see. It's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. I set my friends on fire. Played a pop up show in the campgrounds. So you know, good on them. Um, a shine down. And Oliver Anthony also played acoustic pop-up shows, which was, it was funny that, like, Oliver Anthony was even there in the first which, place. Which, by the way, fuck Oliver Anthony, enemy yeah. of the show, fake Blue <laughs> yeah. Ridgian. He doesn't even have that accent when he talks. Yep. He's fake. He's fake as fuck, and I hate him. I would also fight him in the orange line. <laughs> yeah. And looks like that is essentially... It they they give some um, you know contact info to voice your complaints for with the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, but at this point, like that's you know mm-hmm. that was weeks ago now, so you don't need to know about that. Uh, you post the 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 Discord message from uh, Tank the Tech. That's 
Electric Cowboys tour manager. Gotcha. He said Blue Ridge was an absolute shit fest, uh, even on our end. No joke, worst show I've ever been a part of in almost 20 years of touring. Wow. I told the promoter straight to his face that it was the most unprofessional, unorganized, unsafe pile of shit festival I've ever seen in my life. Hell yeah. Let's see. There's a, a post in the Blue Ridge Rock Festival subreddit. That says, uh, they didn't just fuck us, they fucked the bands, too. Ran into a member at a Sleep Token show, asked him where the merch was for his band, and he said Blue Ridge Rock uh, took 40% of their merch profits, so they decided not to sell. 40%? 40%. I was wondering where a lot of my favorite band merch was, and that explains it. Maybe that's the norm for festivals, but I would think some of these bands, especially smaller ones, need the revenue. I don't think that's normal at no. all. I, I mean, it's especially not normal at festivals. Like, no, I don't think they were charging fees like that in Hell in the Harbor. No, I can't say for not. sure, but just because there were so many smaller bands, that, small enough to where the like front man, front woman, front them yeah. would be working the right. booth. Definitely. And then uh, the thread just caps off with a photo of Franz, Chris Franziak mm-hmm. from Attila holding up a sign that says "Fuck Blue Ridge." Hell yeah! At a concert, I don't know, uh, you know, if this was like at a, at the show the next night or something like that. Right. But anyway, uh, that's Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Yeah. Um, I, I like. I don't even know what to add to that other than don't go to Blue Ridge Rock Festival, Absolutely I guess. not. And you honestly, know? I might be looking into more information on who's actually running it. And like, yeah. so we can just fucking avoid anything that like this man touches. Yeah, for real. And- I, I feel like it's rude to blame it on a single man, but this kind of shit only happens when it's like a single guy that thinks he knows better. You know, if yeah. things are decided by committee, you end up with trash pickup and food options. And when it's just one guy going, nah, it'll be fine. Only give him six porta potties. How much can they shit? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's crazy when you think about it too, because Blue Ridge is like known for being one of the biggest American festivals, at least in terms of lineup. Right. So I'm pulling up the lineup right now uh, because, like, their lineups are consistently insane. I have the this this is I have the poster up. It's a massive four day festival. So I'm just I'm like I'm only gonna read out headliners, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not I'm not gonna tell you what days or anything. I'm just gonna go straight. No, through. yeah. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch, Slipknot, Shine Down, Pantera, Stained, Danzig, Papa Roach, Lamb of God, Coheed and Cambria, Flyleaf, Beartooth, Corey Taylor. Uh, Evanescence, Till Lindemann, Megadeth, uh, Limp Bizkit, Three Days Grace, Motionless and White, Parkway Drive, uh, Chevelle, Highly Suspect, Knocked Loose, Asking Alexandria, Bad Omens, Rise Against, Lorna Shore, I Prevail, Baby Metal, Machine Head, Job for a Cowboy, Black Label Society, Death Clock, Cypress Hill, uh, The Used, Pierce the Veil, Vil Vallow, Sleep Token, Spirit Box, Sleeping with Sirens. Just insane. And that's only, that's only the bands that have their actual logos here. Yeah. Like, that's not even counting. Like, even some of these small bands are, like, you know, well-known bands. I yeah. Mean, I see Cold Chamber. I see Avatar. You know, I see uh, Biohazard, Exodus, The Black Dahlia Murder, Static X, Ginger. Uh, it's kind of wild like, that Black yeah. Dahlia Murder and Ginger didn't get, but I guess they ran out of room. Yeah. But I think both <laughs> of them are bigger than Spirit Box. Maybe. Yeah, Black Dahlia murdered. Yeah, definitely. they've just been around for so long, yeah. you know? That's the only one that's, like, surprising, surprising. Ginger, I kind of get. Yeah, but it's, like... So, it's, like, how do, how do they get 
these lineups. Yeah. When it seems like this is kind of the 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 norm for this festival to be such a shit show. Right. It's wild to me. I don't understand it. I don't know. But anyway. Okay. That was that was our deep dive into the wow. Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I think that's probably uh the most reporting we've ever done on the news corner portion. I think so. Let's let's move on. Uh, other than maybe talking about the Lizzo. Yeah. Lawsuit. Yeah, I did. I listened back to that episode. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I made some really good points, but I talked about this for like 30 fucking minutes, right. but I don't know what I could have cut out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, here's the worst of it. Here's why <laughs> I think it's true. She, Chris Brown is her favorite person, y'all. What can yep. we fucking say? What like, can you say? That's character evidence to me. But let's talk Let, about Death Grips. Let's go. I've been excited to talk about this one because uh, we've kind of had a streak of like more accessible mm-hmm. kind of uh mainstream pop friendly albums and that shit is fucking over fam yep yep <laughs> i was hoping for some like real crazy metal shit but i'll i'll take experimental noise rap any I mean, day they're, they're like spiritually brothers that's I fair like. we'll get into that yeah um, but anyway, we we're talking about No Love Deep Web, which is the second studio album from American experimental hip hop group Death Grips, originally released via their website on October 1st, 2012, recorded from May to August 2012. Uh, and um, yeah, we'll talk about that release uh, right now. <laughs> This album's release was met with strong attention from online magazines, largely due to its sexually explicit album cover, which features a picture of an erect penis with the title written across the shaft. Uh, Despite this, the album received generally favorable reviews from critics who praised its complexity and stripped down sound. So why is there a penis on the cover and why didn't they like practice writing it out? Because it's really funny because I'm looking at it right now and like no love is like pretty largely written. And then like deep web is uh, like kind of scrunched together on the two. Good old, good old, good old, uh, good old Zach, Zach Hill uh, overestimated how much space he had to write, (laughs) to write out the name of this album. Zach, buddy. But yeah, so. The story of No Love Deep Web is a really interesting one. Um, Death Grips was originally, they put out uh, the the ex-military mixtape for free on SoundCloud, which is an album you cannot listen to or purchase legally mm-hmm. because of how many uh, uncleared samples are oh, on it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that got the attention, you know, there were certain meme songs on that album, like Tachyon and definitely Guillotine. Uh, it got the attention of just the internet at large for being this crazy experimental mix of, like, noise and rap and punk and metal. And it just kind of mashed it all into this weird, like, amalgamation that didn't sound like anything else. So they got signed to Epic Records. And released the album The Money Store. And uh, they promised that they were going to be releasing two albums in 2012. So The Money Store comes out. Huge hit. Uh, Death Grips was supposed to go on tour. They decided to not go on tour so they could do the second album that they promised. Mm -hmm. Uh, Epic Records did not like that they canceled their tour out of nowhere. Uh, They seemed real upset about that. And... uh, 
basically started blowing up the phones of death grips. Death grips completely ignored them and responded by uh, blowing their entire uh, album advance. So when you record an album, the record label gives you an advance. Mm -hmm. They basically give you, you know, we'll say $40,000. Right. You know, here's the money. It's up to you to rent out the studio, to get Mm -hmm. the equipment, to do all the stuff you need to do to write the album. Um, it also covers things like living expenses right, while you're like right. working on an album, because especially an right. album like this and is very labor intensive. And then, and then the artist doesn't get paid. Like you pay the advance back mm-hmm. first, and then like whatever's left over, that's what you get paid. Anyway, so Death Grips decided to blow their entire advance by staying at the Chateau Marmont in, <laughs> in uh, L.A., which is a very famous, very expensive hotel. That has seen the likes of, that Lindsay Lohan famously got thrown out of. Uh, you know, that's that's the hotel that Led Zeppelin famously trashed. You know. It's the hotel, I think, where allegedly Marilyn Monroe and uh, President Kennedy had their affair. Right. Allegedly. So, yeah. And uh, they spent two months at the Chateau Marmont completely ignoring Epic Records. Uh, <laughs> in that amount of time, uh, they're... The, the A&R rep that got them signed to Epic Records had been fired uh, and everyone else on that team had been fired. Oh my God. So when Death Grips did go back to Epic Records, it's like, hey, we finished the album. No one at Epic Records, everyone at Epic Records was like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> like and so they oh, basically no. were, te- so Epic Records, you know, was basically like, we're not going to give you a release date. We might release it next year, maybe. Gotcha. You know, basically, Death Grips kept trying to get them, like, ask them, okay, when's the release date for this album? And Epic Records was basically trying to ignore them and put them on the back burner and, uh, you know, do that. So Death Grips, in retaliation to that, um, decided to make the album cover uh, a, a, a picture of Zach Hill's penis that was taken in the bathroom at the Chateau Marmont mm-hmm. and upload the album directly to BitTorrent. Oh my God. <laughs> They're just... At which point Epic released them from their record contract. They're just little shits at the highest yep. level that you can little shit at. Now, who is Death Grips? Death Grips is... Because uh... we talked a little bit about Zach. Yes. And his penis. <laughs> and, his, and his penis. I gotta say, like this is... Uh, I haven't been inflicted with, like, an unsolicited dick pic on my social media in ages because it's all moths now. And, like, I've stared at this for an uncomfortable amount of time at this point. So, Death Grips consists of Stefan Burnett, Mm -hmm. also more better known as MC Ride on vocals, Zach Hill on drums, percussions, and lyrics, and Andy Morin, also known as Flatlander, on keyboards, production, and lyrics. Oh, I didn't know that um, MC Ride's real name was Stefan. I know. Really He's got funny. like a poet's name. It's fitting. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because it is such like a romance. You would just think he writes like books of love poetry. You know right. what I mean? No, we're rapping about suicide and death and the war on drugs. And, and anyway. um, <laughs> it's important to note that like uh, uh, Andy Morin and Zach Hill both have a lot to do with like the experimental like Andy Morin under the name Flatlander was already building a name for himself as a um like an industrial like noise artist mm-hmm. and then Zach Hill is 
widely considered in the underground to be one of the best math drummers yeah alive i will say like hearing him live i would agree like his drumming you don't hear a ton of it on record but like Mm -hmm. if you look up videos of him performing live and also if you look up any of his um stuff outside of death grips right incredible drummer absolutely Um, i mean we've gotten the privilege we've had the privilege this last year especially of seeing a lot of really incredible legendary drummers live yeah like the current death clock drummer like and zach was just he was right wait did i get the name wrong no you got it yeah he's right there for me you know like he's as good as any of the like metal band drummers we've seen this year yeah um in an interview with exclaim magazine uh, talking about the style of this album, the group said that No Love is uh, sort of a culmination of our l- previous two releases. They described the album as the heaviest thing we've made so far and the closest to what we've gotten to what our initial vision of what Death Grips would sound like. Uh, is our most future forward and potential material with guitar-driven elements that we touched on with Ex Military uh, but aren't exactly being generated by guitar. Uh, they told Pitchfork in 2012 that there are no manually programmed drums on this album. The beats are all being played live on a Roland electric V uh, V drum set or acoustic drum set by Zach. There are no features, guest collabs, or outside producers. The material is cold, bass-heavy, minimal, rock and roll influence, and could simultaneously fit into a rave or dance club context. It is essentially rap and electronic music, while at times extremely aggressive. Yeah. Yep. I would say that's a fair assessment. That, that is that is a good summation yeah. of Punk's what this not dead. album it's, is. It's on this album. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Which I gotta say, like, fucking off to a chalet with your record advance and then using the dick pic you took in the bathroom right. as the album cover, that is one of the most punk rock things I've heard oh, yeah. in a while. I mean, that's the thing. Like, when Death Grips got signed and released Ex Military... Like, all of the people in those, like, forums and stuff was being like, oh, shit, Death Grips, like, sold out. They're on a major label now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so over. And then uh, they, and then they were like, they did this shit and immediately got dropped from the label. And so, anyway, let's, uh, let's just start let's the album. It. Let's get into the album. This is the first track, Come Up and Get Me. Thank you. 
Okay, okay, feel me, I'm in an 800, abandoned building, no daylight, one midnight, left neck, 24-7, murder that window, two exits, sweet or no serve, to the next love, ten seconds, and suicide ain't my style, so I'm surrounded, can't get counted, not going out, shit's about to get, come on guys, black and nasty, when the world comes knocking, fuck the world, fuck this body, no one will be low now. Feel my nerves from my brow With my tomb, red moon heavy Sling job shot out the window and yeah Come on, bitch, get me I'm a pathetic amnesia I'm in Jimmy Page's castle I'm off the planet Echo Astro, final lasso This echo asshole I'm not down for anything Fuck away the Alright Starting out with uh, quite, quite the bang there Definitely. I would say. You know what's funny is I yeah. think the Death Grip show is the danciest show that we've been to. Yeah. Like, like all of this music to me sounds like, um, you know, if if Marvel wanted wanted to make just dump trucks of money, just get Death Grips to do the mu- the music for the Blade movie oh coming my out. God. Oh my god, no! But like, really? Yeah. Like genuinely, that would be incredible. I mean, knowing them, they would get like Grimes to do it. Well, that, that's would... their that's their the the darkest person they can think of. Yeah, but um, but I would think like in a movie about a black vampire, somebody in the room would have the common sense to say, "Why don't we just get Wu Tang Clan?" Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Wait, the future that could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Um. But yeah, no, I think this is you know a great intro track. It's a great intro to Death Grips. Mm-hmm. As a whole, it's just nothing but crushing bass and MC rides screaming directly into your face. Yep. Uh, which is like, I mean, that's Death Grips, you know? Yeah. No, this is honestly like, you know, I always make the joke about men are like, you can't handle my angry <laughs> yeah. music. And their angry music is Five Finger Death Punch. This is genuinely, I listened to this album a couple more times on my own and I was just, I was so frustrated lately, like with my body and just like my anxiety and just like, everything's great why does my brain not feel great and like this is such cathartic angry music yeah this <laughs> it just, is like it connects in it, a way it's such it sits in such an interesting uh, uh place right where like i feel like death grips the first time you listen to it it's so abrasive and different that your mind like immediately rejects it yeah but if you like give it a chance mm-hmm it's like really, really accessible, actually. So really, it's like coffee. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, like I genuinely don't think Death Grips is quite as uh, um, unlistenable as like they kind of as like the reputation. Like as a person who does listen to intentionally unlistenable noise music. Yeah, no. Especially like Death not Grips this is album. not that. No, not at all. You know? um, no. Like there's hooks here. Which we'll get into, like, when we get into No Love, uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later because I have a story. But, uh, yeah, let's just move on to uh, track two. This is Lil Boy. Burn through it, burn through it. I'm not taking turns to it, turns to it. You know we burn through it, burn through it. We ain't taking turns to it, turns to it.
coffin, I'm a savage. I'm firing. Crocodile, lift off your smile. Quit that bitch that looks suspicious. Who that's good and ain't got my dangers? You can high, boy. Face of a woman, boy. Tears of a child, no boy. Rise, sign of sulfur, skeletal, belt, tola, handle in each of my tentacles. Ah, moonshining juice, don't try me. Live to feel life, beat me. Nothing hurts, I'm seething. Your smoke signals precede me. I'm inside my TV for everyone, but I can see me. I mean, you see, you see what I mean? You're though, just like the that little synth line, and also just the burn through it, burn through it. Right, and you know what's funny is it's so catchy. This album is kind of timeless for me. The only thing that really dates it is distinctly 2012 is the crocodile reverence, um, that like drug that like was all over the news. Crocodile, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I remember being on Facebook and like my aunt tagging me in something that was like, they're putting needles, needles full of crocodile in the gas pumps because <laughs> they want your face to fall off. And I'm like, why would anyone do that? Yeah, why? they're evil. <laughs> so they're just going to spend $40 on a drug and then give that drug to a right. stranger. But like, oh, I love and, this. And, 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 and like sit in their house and like laugh at how crazy you must look. Right. It's, just, it's so funny. <laughs> Interesting. Little boy. Is yeah. the name of specifically like this spelling too? Is the name of the bomb we dropped on Hiroshima in 1945? Yep. By we, I mean the United States, not mm. us personally. Should I supposed to tell them that I did that? Was it MC Ride in the military? I don't. Or am think I getting so. him confused with JPEG Mafia again y- you, a little bit? You are getting him confused with JPEG Mafia, and now JPEG Mafia wants to know your location. Oh God! And, and he's coming. <laughs> oh God! No. <laughs> Because, oh boy, does that man hate being compared to MC Ride. Well, I mean, they're not even close. I think it's because of the name of their first album. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the the first Death Grips album is ex-military. Yeah, that's the only reason why I was like, oh, MC Ride must be ex-military. But, like, I do kind of, like... My weirder noise rap. I don't know why I blend their backstories. I'm not trying yeah. to. It's just it's something my brain does. Yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I think the thing that's most interesting to me about Death Grips is uh, unlike JPEG Mafia, mm-hmm. right? MC Ride's voice is like kind of incoherent. A little bit. You know what I mean? He has this like weird husky. Like garbly voice. He kind of always that, seems like he's like five beers in, and he's telling you something exactly, real important. Exactly. We all have this friend. <laughs> so he always like more so than rapping. He always kind of like came off to me more like a punk singer, or yeah. like a hardcore singer. A little bit. You know what I mean? And yeah. th- And I feel like that's what separate. It's like partially that, and partially just the actual lyrics, the way he writes lyrics, like. I th- I always thought that that's what kind of separated him from the other artists that get like compared to Death Grips like JPEG Mafia or like Clipping. Right. You know, like they're they both very much enunciate their raps. And... Yes, like say what you will about David Diggs. Yeah. My man has 
excellent diction. But oh, yes. sometimes, like, I just want to hear what people really sound like. Right. And this is absolutely what MC Riot oh, yeah. really sounds like. And, like, it's also, like, the punk thing, I feel like, is really, like, an apt comparison or, like, mm-hmm. that it is kind of more punk. Because punk is kind of the rejection of, like, pop melodies. Things right. that give your brain, like, Definitely. you know, that, that feeling that only pop songs can give your brain. This is almost like, his flow is almost a rejection of flow. Right. Like, he just doesn't have one. He just doesn't give a fuck. And it just works so well yeah. for the content. Which is funny because every once in a while, we've sh- like we've even played it on this show when we talked about Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a meme of like when you take MC Ride's vocals and put them over more accessible instrumentation. <laughs> yeah. That he does have like a flow. He does. You know, at least with certain songs. Obviously, like Tachyon is the classic example. Yes. That people always use for these mashups. Um, but yeah, oh, it's it's super interesting. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah. To the big single from this album, the song that uh, most people probably know by Death Groups, but don't know that they know this song. Yes. I and, and I'll explain that in a second. Uh, this is No Love. Dismiss the sick transmission huffs your brain Exhale your will and forget I ever knew you Fuck do you do? Fuck a man with hips for Hulu Rack his snitch, talk and cue you Corner pocket, consume you Too many hoes in my Too many hoes in my motherfucking meal Asking if I know how my motherfucker feels Motherfucker feels Alright, so we got, uh, we got MC Ride doing a little bit more rap in here a little bit more traditional yeah, he definitely has <laughs> a very strong flow on this song <clears throat> which is funny because like the instrumental is also like one of the heaviest fucking things i've ever heard ever. right like, that fucking riff man god damn like especially when when we saw them live uh andy morin wasn't there mm-hmm. and they i can never remember the dude's name but um there's a guy that plays guitar on uh, a few death grips albums and he was there doing live guitar Although for all of these songs, there is and, another guitarist for Death Grips that I was secretly hoping might be at our oh, show. Oh yes, because dear listeners, once again on another episode of I Can Never Fucking Escape Twilight, Robert Goddamn Patterson Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> 
has played with Death Grips. Yeah, he's on the song Birds from Government Plates, which is the album after this one. It's just... Yeah. I Every new thing I learn about Robert Pattinson, yeah, a, he just becomes cooler. There's a very famous, very funny photo that people always assume is photoshopped. It's backstage at Coachella, I think, circa 2013. Mm-hmm. It's Death Grips, Robert Pattinson, and Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, oh, my um, God. <laughs> But anyway, so No Love is an interesting song because it's not like it, it is one of the bigger singles, right? Mm-hmm. But like when people think of like the Death Grip songs that most people hear first, it's either Guillotine or Get Got. Like those yeah. are those are the two big meme songs, right? But No Love, I would argue m- more like normal people have heard No Love than any other Death Grip song. Yes. Because it is in an episode of BoJack Horseman. Yep. It is in an episode of HBO's Westworld. Yep. It is in a Nike commercial. Yep. Um, that's all I know off the top of my head, but that's still a lot of places for this one Death Grip it song also, to be. It um, also, <laughs> I've seen it come up a couple times on TikTok on like the trending sound Oh, I'm page. sure. Um, it is funny because of course when you click it, of course, it's just a bunch of 13-year-old white boys going, madness, chaos in the blink. <laughs> they're just like lip syncing along like they're yeah. so fucking hard. I'm but, like, oh. Uh, go change your depends and have a yeah. nice day, sweetie. Like, <laughs> and it, it's always just—it's never like the vocals, right? It's mm-hmm. always just that, like, that bass drop. Yeah, that sounds like a swarm of bees flying around. Oh your no, head. the one I saw on TikTok is the hook. Oh yeah, well I'm talking about in oh, in, yes. in in like in the things. shows yes. and commercials. Yes, yes, and stuff. yes, yes. Um, because like in BoJack, it's it's used during uh, one of the best episodes of the show, honestly, and it's when he. Uh, when he like does way too many drugs, yeah, and he starts like hallucinating things. That's the song that's playing. Oh my god! And then in Westworld, uh, I knew it was going to be in BoJack, but it completely blindsided me in Westworld. It's in like season three when there's like a shootout between Aaron Paul and uh, like the police or some shit. I don't know. Uh, I'll never know because HBO took that shit off of their app, and I don't own. I don't even know if you can own it. On it's physical. lost media now. Yep. It's billion dollar lost. Yep. Media. One of the most expensive television shows ever created cannot be watched legally anymore. Isn't that wild? <sighs> I just what if what if like cool Warner system. Brothers just imploded right now and all what their content if? ended up on the internet for free? Wouldn't that be cool, kids? What 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 if what if what if we we got David Zasloff? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you, how you changed your. What if we hunt? What if we got David Zasloff? <laughs> We're if? not hunting him like he's a deer, no sir, not today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're definitely not going to hang him upside down by his ankles like he's Mussolini. No, 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 no. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. We're not going to take all gonna... his credit cards and personal identifying information. <laughs> definitely not going to hire 50 people to follow him around with hammers everywhere he goes. But <laughs> Right. Honestly, I need to use that line more. What if all my friends just started following around with hammers? What, what, what then? What would you do? Well, yeah. What are you going to do, man? Uh, when I complain about the inevitable 2024 election, people are like, well, what's your idea of a better idea? I'm like, well, I'm Italian, so we do like hanging people by their ankles. Yes, yes. <laughs> people probably wouldn't even understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the American education system doesn't teach you about Mussolini. No, but my mom sure fucking did. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. I love you, mom. Thank you for making sure I learned history. <laughs> I had to piece who Mussolini together was from context clues <laughs> later in life because I was too embarrassed to admit that I didn't know who he was. 
Oh my gosh. Um, anyway. Getting back to Death Grips. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to track four. This is Black Dice. This is one of the best instrumentals on this album, I think. It's such a, like, it's so, like, lush almost. And it's, yeah. like, it's, it's very club. It's very dancey. Yes. But it's also, like, um, ethereal in a way. Yeah, it's light. Like, it's it's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? like, this is, like, if you told me this was from a star, like, just play me that clip if I didn't hear this song before. Right. You know, if I didn't know this was Death Grips. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, in a club scene in a Star War. I'd be right. like, yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, MC Ride, of course, sounds sounds great on this song. He's absolutely. rapping in a more normal tone of voice, you know. Yep. We're returning to our themes yeah. of nuclear war. Um, and I meant to say it um, when we were on Low Boy, but, like, we were talking about other things as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of the comparison to nuclear war also seems to like like tie to the fact that the CIA definitely put crack yeah. in underprivileged black neighborhoods to destabilize those black neighborhoods. Specifically dropping the bricks from planes. Yes. Yeah. Specifically. Which is, which is a thing that has been documented. Yep. That's not even a conspiracy theory. It's not. I'm pretty sure you're just allowed to say that yeah, the CIA Dropped cocaine into the inner city from cocaine. planes. Crack cocaine. <laughs> Not just regular right, shit. I'm pretty right. sure the CIA invented it. Like, American Dad jokes about that a lot. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes I think, does Seth MacFarlane just make this stuff up? Or does he just, like, look up what's the most ridiculous thing the CIA has ever done and just write an episode around that? <laughs> what was that? They've, they've done two like twice now mm-hmm. what was it there there was a joke about um kevin spacey yeah like 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 10 years before people found out about kevin spacey yeah and then like when when uh seth mcfarlane hosted the oscars he uh said something about like oh keep her away from weinstein yeah no because it was yeah. um i think it was natalie portman yeah yeah when she was like 17 it was after like Re- attack of the clones came out right. she was like 14 when she was in i don't know if it was that early 
Gotcha. Because um, this would have been 2013, I think. Uh, well, okay, yeah. She would have been in her early 20s. But still, like, yeah. So I do was... remember Seth being like, keep her away from Weinstein. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Who knew what when, Seth? Yeah, exactly. How, how much did you know and when did you know it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I feel like it's a very like on the nose but also very apt metaphor yeah this is like destroyed community and it's still destroying communities right and it's like i'm i'm not okay with my tax dollars going towards anything like that no it's just fucked it's just also i didn't vote for it i didn't i did not vote for the cia dropping (laughs) into underprivileged neighborhoods so i didn't vote for clinton i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) no that would have been reagan Oh, it would have been Reagan. I certainly didn't vote yeah. for Ronald Reagan. Fuck no. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, either Nixon or Reagan. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's move on to track five, World of Dogs. Let's do it. Is this the suicide song? I think so, because like, my oh. only note <laughs> is trigger warning at the top of the episode. Okay, yeah. This so is the tr- one. Trigger warning if suicide is a trigger word for you. Uh don't listen to this one. Yeah, either skip through or we'll catch yeah. on the next just, one. Just hit that hit that 10 second skip yeah. button a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> It's all suicide, 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 it's all suicide. and free it's all suicide to me ruthless and free it's all suicide to me it's all suicide 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 It's all suicide, it's all suicide, it's all suicide, it's all suicide. You live in hiding, you're climbing the walls, no privacy, I'm trying to survive, but I'm dying. Die with me, blow out the lights, take your life, ride the falling sky with me, falling inside of me. It's all suicide to me. It's all suicide, it's all suicide, it's all suicide. So, uh, yeah. Yeah? It's all suicide. Like, I do like the point that this song is trying to make. It's like, no matter how you spend your life, it's it's a memento mori. Yeah. It's a reminder that you will die. Right. You know? And, like, I kind of like the spin on it that I would rather live to death than just sit in my house. Right. You know? But it's also, like, I love the kind of, like, tone of this song, too. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, it it, it really feels like... Um, it's like someone at the absolute end of their rope who just yeah. like has it, it's there. There's it's it's kind of that thing where it's like there's a con, there's a certain content in giving up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Where it, there's a piece to it, right? Where he's just kind of like going like it's all suicide. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know, no, it doesn't matter. Right. Nothing matters. It's all suicide anyway. Like, right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool song, yeah. but it's not one I return to a lot because no. it's also kind of tedious. Yeah, because it's just two minutes and 42 seconds of that. Right, yeah. Which doesn't seem like that long, but what that hook keeps on going. And it, it, it kind of, it's, you know, it kind of gets to a, um, a, a, a dichotomy with Death Grips that we'll get into more when we read the reviews where, mm-hmm. like, despite 
the fact that they are like a little bit more accessible and they have these accessible tracks and they're like very popular on the internet and very popular with music critics. Um, they're still an experimental band. They're still like, you know, a group of noise artists essentially. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get stuff like this and, uh, yeah. And it's really interesting because like, I remember when we never talked about like the history and stuff. I remember when Death Grips came out, like, Death Grips was so exciting because um, they were, like, the first band in a while that, like, felt super mysterious and, like, dangerous in a way. Yeah, because they don't really do interviews, right? No, they famously do not do interviews. Uh, You know, they're very reclusive. And then it's, like, the only time you only see them at these, like, you know, footage of, like, these absolutely insane live shows. Like, if you go back and watch live videos of them from, like, 2012, 2013, like, they're they're insane. They're crazy. And then, you know, it's, it's MC Ride is just constantly screaming at the top of his lungs when he's, like, when, when he's, like, shirtless. He's this kind of, like, super scrawny, but, like, he's very... He's skinny buff. Yeah, he's skinny buff, and he has a big... um satanic uh like pentagram tattoo on his yep, chest yep uh the the lovecraftian like necronomicon symbol i don't know Which what it's actually called brings me but. so much joy because that is like if if hp lovecraft still exists in, right in the afterlife it's that is eating him alive yeah. that man was so fucking racist but it's okay because he died at 44 of intestinal right. cancer but i remember like the meme about <laughs> death grips when they first came out was that it was like it was a a a homeless man uh, yelling over a fax machine, is what Death Grip <laughs> sounded like. And if all you hear is like the first twenty seconds of guillotine, yeah, absolutely. Then sure. And I remember like trying to make this joke to someone in twenty thirteen, and um, talking about Death Grips, but not knowing which song to look up right. to like make that joke. And so, uh, the song I looked up ended up being No Love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, check it out. This is like this crazy experimental thing. And it's like insane. And it sounds like a fax machine. And it's like unlistenable noise. Right. And then I listen to No Love. And I'm like, okay, hold on now. Right. It's like, wait this, a minute. Wait th- a minute. This goes kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of sick, actually. Yeah. It's kind of I Like, I don't know if they have, but I hope maybe in the future they will play that festival that Denzel Curry played in um, Out, Lancashire. Yeah, in Outbreak Fest. Yeah. That'd be great. Because like Danny Brown's. Wait, no. Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry's. Denzel Curry's set there was just absolutely incredible. Right. And the crowd was incredible. They were so into it. Like, I I just, I want to see more of, like, the noise rap community and the hardcore community kind of just come together right. and put together uh, these six shows with diverse lineups. Uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, Danny Brown recently released a new episode of his podcast uh, featuring Jamie Morgan from Code oh my Orange. God. Yeah. Okay, so we'll have to listen yeah. to that. So just another another crossover of like hardcore and and uh, experimental yeah. hip hop. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to track number six. This is Lock Your Doors. I got 
some shit to say just for the fuck of it. The dimes, the dimes, don't even ask me. I got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. The dimes, the dimes, don't even ask me. I got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. The dimes, the dimes, don't even ask me. I got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. Them dimes, them dimes, don't even ask me. Corner of my the corners hit, whoa, I'm depressing, ah! Session of coke sweat, select tight up, slot, do your next, get me inside, I'll do the rest. Them things, them things, don't even ask. Master of self-contained combust, sustained disgust, command and play, figure and strut, can't be judged, subversive infiltration. Another, another one of these more experimental tracks, and this is uh, one of my favorite tracks on this album, actually. This one could absolutely be described as man has a mental breakdown while a fax machine is just going yep, off in the background. Yep. It's, I mean, I just, the, just that constant refrain, the refrain of like, I got some shit to say just for the fuck of it. Right. It, it's so fun. I don't know. I love this song. Yeah, it's it's so funny because like this is a very dark album, but there's a lot of fun to be had here. Yeah, and I find that like especially as I get more into like death metal and black metal mm-hmm. and like um, like more experimental noise rap, like right, these guys are having fun. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> shit, you'd be having fun too if you were uh, <laughs> blowing record label money on a on a very expensive hotel room. Yeah, and I ordering would be. room service every night. Yeah, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> um. It's like, uh, I just love Death Grips in general. This is the type of thing that just scratches that itch in my brain Yeah, this perfectly. is, to me, this is a quintessential, like, if I needed to, like, describe the band in one song, Lock Your Doors might be one of those songs. Like, yeah. If it was one that, like, somebody hadn't heard, like... Right. You know, assuming I can't pick from, like, the big two. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just a yeah. good song. Uh, we'll move on. Mm-hmm. to track number seven whammy we'll try to we'll try to get through some oh, of these real quick though interesting um according to nme cheering heard throughout the whole song may have been recorded at the lady gaga gig at new york's madison square garden uh at new year's eve interesting that is very interesting there's also that line i i need to do more research fucking people who are way too online probably already know this but um there's like a line on the song uh, "Hacker" mm-hmm. where he says Gaga can't handle this shit. Do you think Lady Gaga ever left one of their shows? I kind of think because there was also around this same time was when Lady Gaga tried to get uh, Deant Word to open for her, and yep. they, and they declined her. Yep. Uh, because they didn't want to be like in the like pop music which world. is funny it's a very I'm funny like, looking back on it because uh they probably could have used that yeah but like i'm glad they didn't because like fuck deantwood yeah. they're racist as hell they are groomers they kidnapped a child and used them for sex but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if there was a similar story about lady gaga trying yeah. to trying to get death grips to open for her. oh my god okay but like the month because this is monster ball era yeah isn't it Monster Ball? 2012? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, 
what's the next art pop hadn't come out yet right no art pop came after i believe okay yeah yeah that would have been so cool it would have been I, really I totally understand why they wouldn't want to do it i think it's not their scene they I, should have i think they should have it would have been really funny that that's more bands need to think about how funny it would be yes yeah they need to start taking that into consideration also you know who loves <laughs> death grips my clients that i talk to about death grips yeah queer teens oh yeah the gay kids love this shit. Dude, when we went when we went to when we went to the Death Grips show, yeah. it was like there were there were two groups of people there, yeah. right? It was older metalheads, yep, and queer teenagers from like the internet. Yes. <laughs> also, there was um the two ladies in front of us that were like dancing the whole time. Yeah. Like, I don't. They were just how'd you, how'd you hairdresser energy. How'd you end up here? Right. Like they were wonderful. Yeah. Loved them. Um, but yeah, let's move on to track seven. Let's uh, do it. Whammy. I get off the rid of them. I never got the mid on them. What you want, Sam? Don't want none. Your number one's my two dollar horse. What you bought that for? Why you wanna rock that for? Can it drop much more? Slow down, turbo. Look down, better go. Turn around, where'd she go? Let the slip alpha bone down. So that's uh that's certainly a death grip song. Yeah, um among the more iconic of their hooks. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I think the song's like fine. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite death grip songs. The that kind of hook um really sounds like MIA to me. A little bit. Like I I I'll, as big of a fan of Death Grips as I am, I'm always saying this. People give Death Grips all of the credit for shit that MIA was doing in like 2007. Yeah, but she's an anti-vaxxer, so I'm kind of yeah. okay if people don't give her credit. Because being an immunocompromised person, fuck anti-vaxxers. You deserve yeah. all the bad things that happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the song's fine. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Fun. It's pretty good. It's a perfect middle of the album. It so. doesn't stand out too much no but because it is the middle of the album it's time to it, talk about the vinyl it sure is so the pressing i have here <laughs> it's in a black envelope yes. that we leave on it <laughs> it comes in a nice black envelope with a white label on it that just says death grips no love deep web warning contains graphic imagery which may be offensive to some people <laughs> so i'm pretty sure a lot of the times with records that have uh shit like this on the cover like you literally have to do this yeah in order to sell it in record stores but it's also just really funny because it looks like a cards against humanity booster yeah from that era (laughs) and uh, i am pretty sure i bought this at a a record store for like 
you know, 25 bucks or something like that. Did you know what was on the cover when you bought it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say that would be so much funnier yeah. if you just happened to like not see what the cover oh of this God. album that, actually That would be really like. funny. If I like didn't, if I like didn't know that the one on streaming was like a censored version yeah, of yeah. the cover, you know, but yeah, the, the album I have here has the full album cover uncensored. Um, the back just has track listing with. Uh, a nice photo of what looks like MC Rice sleeping in some bushes. Yeah, I think those are the bushes outside the chateau, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, it is a single sleeve, single LP, 180 gram black vinyl. And uh, sounds great. Yeah, it sounds yeah. great. Which is really interesting because I remember when I was like first getting into vinyl and also first getting into Death Grips. Like, de- <coughs> Death Grips kind of had this like reputation of their vinyl not sounding good Mm -hmm. and uh that's not been my experience at all gotcha yeah i Uh, i had no idea about that because like yeah we have three of their albums right Uh, or do we just have two no i've got let's see i have ex-military um the money store no love deep web uh crouching tiger hidden gabber uh year of the snitch and I know the first think two we've listened to multiple times, and yeah. I've never heard an issue. But I'm not. Yeah. I will say I'm generally not the one that's like, oh, this doesn't sound great. Right. I don't know. The only the only one I have that sounds bad is the ex military vinyl, and that one's a bootleg. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's <laughs> one of our only two bootlegs, right? I think it's my only bootleg. Oh. I'm pretty nice. sure. Um. But anyway. That's the vinyl. Yep. Uh, let's let's blast through the second half of the album. Let's do it. Uh, here's Hunger Games. My moods live on that swing sim. Push me harder. Push me. Push me swang into tomorrow. This luckness slipstream sepsis subconscious of F twist asterisk see off my meds glitch. Thoughts squinting through my mildew, watch my back or I'll kill you. Skip your superscript, scan the voice and print, only I can hear you. Deserted mansion in my head, athletic lanterns returning. Scalar and scarlet is wild of virgin, bound by flask of bourbon, can't be certain. Your intercom, I'm fingering. You don't wound up, but you buzz me in. Live on that swing, Sam. Push me harder. Push me, push me swang into tomorrow. Live on that swing, Sam. Push me harder. Uh, should have been in the movie. Should have been in the movie Hunger Games. Honestly, it does. That's, it is a good song about justified paranoia. That's that's my review of this song is that it should have been in the movie. <laughs> it's funny because the Ingenious Annotation says this title for this song was taken from the 2008 young adult <laughs> novel written by Suzanne Collins. And it's 2012 film fe- feature film adaptation yep. starring Jennifer Lawrence. Wow. wow. Good old J-Law. Good old J-Law. Look how the Oscar award winning Jennifer Famous Lawrence. tripper. Jennifer Lawrence. Famous tripper. <laughs> <laughs> Very recently got completely naked in a movie and got kicked directly in the vagina. Ugh. Ow. <laughs> I want to... I've heard that movie's actually like really funny. Okay, yeah, I've heard that too. I, like, I think it's um, is it called No Strings Attached? Um, it's something like that. It's something like that. Like the premise not, of the movie is this like rich kid's parents hire her yeah. to take his virginity, and she's like ten years older than him. Like I think the kid's like twenty five, and she's supposed to be like thirty something. Right. 
Like, I don't know. I've heard I've heard it's actually like I've heard that comedies are back. You know? I hope so. Because there's that movie, Bottoms is getting really good reviews. I really want to see Bottoms. That's about a um high school gay fight club, right? Yes. Run by yeah. lesbians. Yeah, it looks Ugh. great. Uh and then let's see. I know that the the Charlie Day movie got kind of bad reviews, but I still want to see it because I like Charlie Day. And yeah. The premise is interesting to me. So. Which one is that? That's the one where he plays a um. He's like a silent actor or something. No, he like loses his voice and he can't speak. But everyone, it's like a movie about Hollywood, and like everyone around him is just kind of like assuming what he means right. and stuff. And, so he's just kind of like a bumbling Charlie Chaplin type. Oh, and I know that's like a movie that he's wanted to yeah. make for a long time. So Charlie, definitely. Charlie Day is like a big old Hollywood guy. Yeah. You know, if you ever like listen to the Always Sunny podcast, which is the only one of those uh, fucking retrospective podcasts that I genuinely think is worth listening to i tried to listen to the office one. Oh my god it is unlistenable i'm so i just well i think i think the problem we're getting off on a tangent we are we are i think the problem with these podcasts is it's always like two random actors from the podcast and there's like part of your mind that knows you're like you're only doing this because you have nothing else going on. Yeah. You're and, and and the office was the last popular thing you were in. Right. But but with the the always sunny one, it is the three of them. Yes. So it's and, um Rob McElhaney, Charlie Day, and that guy whose name I can never remember. That's uh, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. <laughs> um, well, I see. I know his name too, and I I just blanked on it's it. It's because I said it like yeah that. yeah. But um, anyway. But, and, anyway. And, uh, you know, and it's actually like half the time they they really don't spend a lot of time talking about the actual show. It's no, Danny DeVito is also a, a frequent guest. Yeah, he's on there sometimes. Sometimes they get, uh, you know, the guy that plays cricket yeah. on there. <laughs> um, they have one of their one of their writers also does like the producing for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's on mic a lot and she's very charming and funny. And uh, I don't know. It's a good. It's a good pod. Yeah. It's a. Good you know what? That's that's our pod. podcast record. Yeah. After you finish this episode, go check out the Always Sunny podcast. Yeah. Start with a Devito episode. They are the yeah. best. I mean, He's on, the best. Honestly, if you want to like start and get your, you just look up one of those like clip compilations on yeah. YouTube. It's like the uh, funniest moments from the Always Sunny podcast. There's a ton of them. I watch them sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, if I, if anything, that's probably how I consume the podcast the most. Is uh, you know when those clip pop up my Listen, recommendations times are tough you got to do that straight hit of dopamine yep. right to your brain yep i just gotta look you know i'm <laughs> going to see oppenheimer in theater and pulling out my phone to watch family guy funny moments part 27 <laughs> 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 that movie boring as hell oh anyway my god uh let's move on to uh deep web people are trying to hear what i'm saying Don't make me take my face off! Show you why I hate 
synth bass on that chorus is so good mm-hmm. that's so crushing and uh that that that's real like music to uh to rob a convenience store in, in an a24 movie too right tight tight beat <laughs> <laughs> and i mean there's like every good a24 movie there are sheep there are religious allegories yep. hung by their halos is such a fucking hard line. Yep. Also, it's really funny. So I'm reading the genius annotation. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they did an ARG. Yes. Yeah. That's in. This, Let's uh, talk about the ARG. That's in this Wikipedia article. Okay. <laughs> but um, Real quick. I just have to read this as it was written. Okay. It's possible the song's message is in response to the no love weep web ARG, a deep internet scavenger hunt of encrypted images and hidden musical projects that death grips inflicted upon their fans (laughs) leading up to the album release okay i love the phrasing there (laughs) when i read this you'll understand the phrasing more um (laughs) to promote no love deep web the death grips created an alternate reality game arg which ran from august 12th to august 16th 2012 beginning minutes after the release of Uh, after their release of a statement about the album through Pitchfork. Using the internet as its medium, it mainly employed uh, encrypted archive files hosted on the Tor network with the file type GPG. The game employed many types of encryption using image, text, and sound files, including Braille, QR code, Base64, the Caesar cipher, binary code, and Morse code, and the uh, uh, Affine cipher. Wait, 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 so this is all on the internet? Yeah. How are they doing Braille? And, uh, (laughs) And used websites such as Imgur and various tour related websites the game yielded the first mention of the official of the original release date of no love deep web october 21st or october 23rd 2012 uh, and an unmastered version of the money store for download on the first day the fifth day an instrumental version of the money store was discovered by users on 4chan and on a dot onion domain and up uploaded for regular download throughout august the group uh, announced plans for live shows, including a gig at the Electric Ballroom, and participation in festivals uh, such as Pitchfork Music Fest uh, and Big Day Out. So yeah, basically, like there was this ARG game, but like you could only do it through like Tor browsers. Which, if you don't know, that's the uh, that's basically the the dark web. Yeah, like if he, if I see that you've got like a Tor program on your desktop, I'm going to assume you're buying Xanax off the deep web. Yes. Yep, that's 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 where you buy your drugs and your hitmen and your um your stolen children and your organs. You know that all, yeah. um what's what's that fucking movie that's like also an MLM uh, oh, the Sound uh, of Freedom? Yeah, Sound of yeah, Freedom. Yeah, that's where all those you know it's not funny, it's not a joke. They all end up yeah. on the tour. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm on the tour downloading the new Death Grips album. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Arguably the most wholesome thing yes. tour has ever been used for. Definitely. Uh, except for one of my favorite lines um, is a, a, a Lupe Fiasco line where he says, you can stream my album on Silk Road. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, 
moving on to track 10, this is Stockton. the merch situation because how cool would an edgar Allan poe poe shirt be right like it's, it's just edgar Allan poe but a cop yeah. <laughs> loud and lit edgar Allan poe poe shit <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i don't have a lot to say no. about this song then i mean it's it's by death grip standards it's a very minimal song it is it is yeah the title is apparently a reference to the town stockton california stockton is known as one of the most miserable cities in the world Nice. nice. There's no further explanation on that, but I believe them. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, man. People talk about California, and I think you get this image of, like, the valley and, like, you know, Hollywood and all this stuff. And it's like, no, there is some truly deplorable conditions that exist I mean, within it's California. A, it's a huge state. Skid Row is also it, right there. It takes up <laughs> almost the entire West Coast. Like, yeah. It's kind of insane. It should probably be two states. Yeah. But that's Maybe. my opinion. <laughs> there are some um there are some right wing secessionists that would definitely agree with you. Yeah. Because, that's why I'm like, oh god, it's like I agree for yeah. environmental reasons only, not political there, necessarily reasons. Yeah, there's a whole like thing uh where I can't remember what they call themselves, but there's like a group of people that want to split California into three states. Oh. Um, because if they do that, like the upper two-thirds mm-hmm. of california are like pretty solidly red oh i see i um, see so basically if they do that then the republicans will, would never lose a presidential election ever again right but you know that's <laughs> not why they're doing it they just want people's yeah. voices to be no, represented yeah. and these bi-coastal elites oh it's, it's all we just need more electoral college votes uh you know, yeah. bro, just just one just one more electoral college vote. Bro. Just one more, come on, please, just, just one more, just, just one please, more. Just I promise, please. just like one more. Mom's, my mom said you could have one. If uh, your mom said you could have one, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on <laughs> to track eleven. Pop. Pop, 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 pop. 
like this is my alarm when I'm like shh stay calm you fight shit I ride upon my knife been drawn 365 light it down lit up rock you live under ass backwards motherfucker bitches like hot fella like your brothers your father and your sisters your mother trend setup maximum third planet from the sun or bit my lungs bulldozing cold sacks ground under oath every act cut no slack no slack you know, of all the songs that are written by men in there, how old is MC Ride? Uh, I assume he's in his 30s on this album. Good question. I don't know if he's in his 30s on this album yet, because this album is 10, 11 years ago. And the only reason that makes me think is because, like, this sounds like every other 30-year-old guy I've ever met talking about pop music. Yeah. <laughs> it's old man yells at cloud, except for this one actually sounds good. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I have no idea how old MC Ride is. He's somewhere between 25 and 67, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I think I that's think a conservative estimate. But yeah, no, I've listened to millions of songs at this point that make the same point, and none of them have as much substance as this does. No. But I mean, overall, it's just, like, it's a it's a pretty good song. Uh, I like it more than Stockton. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to this, he's 45. Oh, wow. Yeah, this does sound like it was written by a guy that's yeah. about to enter his 40s. But what is that, like, where's that coming from? <laughs> oh my god there's no actual that is so is funny he's such an enigma we don't actually yeah. we can't actually find how on, old he is from what i can tell this is only coming from one of those like ai generated like famous birthdays yeah uh, <laughs> uh pages yo it'd be really funny if he's only like 25 That'd be, that would be because really he's one of those men that like he i'm pretty you can tell he's looked this way since he was like in his 20s like right. he's got a beautiful thick lush beard yeah and he's probably gonna stay looking exactly the same until he starts going gray right like <laughs> but yeah um the part of the pro so like this is definitely like the most uh focused i would say death grips album mm-hmm. but part of the problem with that is that by the time you get to this stretch of it it starts to feel kind of samey. It does. Yeah, it starts it to does. feel like I, I start to feel like I've already kind of heard everything this album has to offer. Yeah. Um, with that being said, let's move on to arguably the best title mm-hmm. on the album. Uh, this is uh, Bass Rattles Stars Out the Sky. Everybody, anybody, anybody, everybody, everybody, ain't nobody, anybody, ain't nobody.
So, uh, yeah, I like this one a lot. I do, too. This is like that classic ex-military-ass Death Grips. Yeah, because, I mean, mean, from everything from the lyricism to, like, the beat, like, everything, like, because I love, it's kind of alluding to, like, a cosmic event that would make, like, the stars fall out of the sky, but it's also talking about just being in that personal panic attack where it's like you've just gotten some like really terrible information and this right. like it rattled the stars out of your sky yeah you know like i think we've all been there yeah <laughs> i like it yeah it's a great it's a great song yeah. i think it's definitely the pickup this album needs because there's like this stretch right from like i would almost say from whammy to pop yeah where it's just kind of like song that after five song. song stretch yeah they're kind of yeah. all very samey and so we got bass rattle stars out the sky that kind of brings it back mm-hmm. and then we have this final track artificial death in the west that's such is, a sick name yeah it's a, another just great song title so well is because largely to me it like still sounds like it's from the future yeah this still sounds so fresh like like the only thing tying it to 2012 is that crocodile right like reference in the beginning this could have come out this year and it'd be like oh my god amazing wow looking towards the future incredible and it came out over 10 years ago like in a way because like uh, death grips in the in the 10 years since 11 years since this album came out like a lot of people have kind of come out and like tried to kind of copy the death grips yes like sound and success and like kind of co-op like noise rap has really become come into its own Mm -hmm. as like its own scene but like still no one sounds like this nobody nobody sounds like mc ride and uh and it's it's not even just ride but like that production this song is so like 
immersive. It is. You know? Especially if you listen to this with, like, headphones. Right. Like, the way it just, like, wraps around you. The only people that I can think of that, like, do things that are even close are clipping. Yeah. But it's, like... But even, like, they do, like... They're so different. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah. But that's, like, like you said, there's a lot of people that have tried... And, like, Clipping has never tried fully to right. sound like Death Grips. No. But they're, like, the only ones I can think of that are even yeah. and, close, And, and, and you clipping, know? clipping also came up at, like, the same time that Death Grips right, did. Right, right. So, like, you know, they, they were uh, kind of, like, parallel lines. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I listen to this song, it's, like, I feel like I'm fucking Harrison Ford in Blade Runner. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God, Like, yeah. that's what it makes me think of. It's, like, that type of, like, futuristic... EDM, but it's also just so much darker, and it like the drums. The drums are so good. Well, like they on are, every song on this album, but. like on the percussion in particular, it seems like they're almost like going in and doing an after effect that like hollows out the yeah. sound, so you get this like resonance that comes through. Yeah. So it feels like you're in this room, right? Like they literally like build a room of sound, and it's I yeah. just it's incredible. It's it's so good. Um, that like one of my favorite. It's the longest song on this album at six minutes. Uh, it's one of the best Death Grips tracks. Mm-hmm. It I needs every say. second too. Yeah, for, for me sure. To like be a complete piece. <coughs> well, yeah, so, that's uh, that's that's No Love Deep Web by Death Grips. So we love this album. Yeah. Let's talk about some people that didn't. I really hope you've got funny ones because I'm kind of worried that they're all just gonna be racist. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a couple. I've got okay, a couple. <coughs> I I pulled one. This one's from Rate Your Music. It's a half star. Um. From Chap Winter Halter, uh, they said second major release, and they've already parry and they're already a parody of themselves. The raw magic of the money store is completely gone, replaced by a repetitive and sterile formula. Hook after hook of monotonous one note, uh, hook. Uh, sorry, hook after hook after monotonous one note hook. An impressive display of using as much noise as possible over forty five minutes without recording more than 10 seconds worth of musical composition. It's definitely a success in transporting me into perhaps an abandoned industrial complex or providing me with the gorgeous echo of a ranting psychotic derelict resonating down the halls of a shit stained subway station. Uh, yeah, dude, that sounds sick. Yeah. No, I was about to say like, (laughs) what do you mean? That sounds like, don't threaten me with a good time. My favorite bad reviews are, the ones that just accurately describe what the album sounds like in right? like a bad note. And I'm just like, yeah, no, cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's like, that like just switch the tone and you're, you're praising the album now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this review. It's another half a star. Actually got a headache listening to this garbage. One of the dumbest, most painful overall worst things I've ever heard. You know, you could have stopped the review that gave me a headache because I would understand yeah. that. So what I think is happening here is Death Grips like has really, really tendrilled out from the experimental noise music world mm-hmm. that they kind of should be existing in. Right. Where like they're so popular and they're such a big meme mm-hmm. that people like young people who are just getting into music think that like oh this is one of these this is one of the things i'm supposed to listen to you know what right I mean? right this is you know it's always in the in the memes of like r slash you know vinyl right you know stuff it's... like that and um and i think people are just like like they maybe hear the singles or something 
and they're kind of blindsided when they listen to a whole album and it's yeah. and it really is just that noisy mm-hmm. and like that aggressive. Right. But yeah, I just have one more. This one's from uh, albumoftheyear.org. It says, I just need to stop expecting certain sounds for Death Grips albums because when I do, the album ends up sounding the exact opposite. Again, yeah. How is that a negative review? Yeah. It's, that sounds good. What, what part of experimental noise rap did you not? Like, okay, for some of the, all three of them, honestly. You, you just don't like experimental noise. Yeah, rap, I think and that's okay. That's, that's it's re- not that's, your genre, baby. Yeah, that's really what it gets down to. Yeah, you know? I tell people that all the time. Like, I have a lot of friends that like are not into my chem because they do kind of find them a little bit annoying. I'm like, absolutely, right. live your life. You know. Well, I think I think it's one of these things where like Death Grips. It's like I was saying, like Death Grips has kind of become more popular than what their sound is you know what i mean yes so like people are listening to them expecting or not necessarily expecting anything but like not knowing what they're getting into yes and and uh you know getting it recommended to them just because it's like oh it's a thing that music critics like right you know right and uh yeah it's not going to be for everyone like no like i don't know if i if i wasn't already like a metal head i don't know that i would have been into death grips when, that's fair when i first heard them yeah like because yeah. when i got into death grips i kind of approached them from that direction mm-hmm. you know and like that's not a unique position uh, we found that out when we went to the show and there were a lot of metalheads there. Yes. Like, I think that's the other part. I think the fact that they're labeled as experimental hip hop and they're kind of put into this box with JPEG Mafia and Clipping and Lil Ugly Mane and all these guys. Right. I think that also does them a disservice because they're like, they appeal so much more to the noise music and the metal crowd yeah than they do like the hip-hop crowd right you know and um, yeah, cause they're not traditional hip-hop no 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 and uh you know they uh i just think they would probably get a better reception that way i think you you're know right. but anyway um that does it for death grips wow. uh don't forget oh wait we got to Oh wait, yeah, yeah. yeah we gotta, the, we, we do, do we do plugs. plugs and then album. Oh my yes. god, sorry, my my brain is fried. Yeah, we both need a rest day. But um, we're gonna just chill after this. Yeah, but don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at MBF Records Pod. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Frequency Shifts. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Moonchild, or my personal Instagram is at Spicy Pisces Crises. It's where I post all my moth shenanigans, recipes, and art. So what album are we doing next week? <laughs> next week, we're going to do the self-titled album from Clipping. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, I saw it come up, and I'm like, is that? Oh my god. Okay, awesome. We'll see, well, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.